Thank you so much for being with us on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Jamie Heisman, a nationally known psychotherapist and a specialist in caregiving, and Carol Zerniel as our co-host, and she's very well known in the field of seniors and aging, and we're delighted to welcome all of you who are joining us. Each week, Take 10 tosses around a topic where Dr. Jamie and Carol and myself uh, kick it around, and we hope you find that interesting and that it carries on uh, in your life as an issue for which you and your associates would like to talk. Carol, you've got the topic for today. Yes. You know, I was thinking about the future and when we get people vaccinated post-COVID. And during COVID, I, you know, I, I made the comment that how do caregivers know there's a pandemic going on because it looks like any other Tuesday. They can't go to the grocery store. They can't get out. They're stuck at home with their loved one. It's business as usual. So um, as, but, but they've been more isolated. So as we open society after we get vaccinated, I know that's going to take longer. It's not today regardless of what the states are doing. You know, what does that, what does that look like for a caregiver, a caregiver that's been locked down, you know, to the highest level and the world starts opening around them and they're going to have some more freedom, but they're not going to get to go back as far as people who aren't caregivers. What does that do when you see other people all of a sudden getting their lives back? Wow, Carol, that's, um, that's pretty that's heavy. A heavy expect- topic. Yeah, it's a great topic. Expectations, right? Or we always say are the seeds of resentment. So expectations watching the COVID sort of pandemic sort of wane and seeing everybody go out. It just reminds you, I guess, in some ways of how alone you are. And I think those expectations really is like living in the future. What I mean is COVID has got a lot of negative challenge, negative things that occurred, obviously, because of it. But what it did have that, that created a real new awareness was the awareness that mental health is important. Now, it's important to society. It's obviously important to all of us because we are all starved for and mental health issues have spiked suicide, domestic abuse, um, you know, divorces, you name it. But for caregivers themselves, they have really had a real glimpse into real hell and damnation. You're right. They were black belts already in terms of dealing with COVID. They, they were much better, I think, than the general population in adjusting because they had already been in this world of, quote unquote, isolation in their minds. But we, they learn new things like Zoom, WebExes, how to connect long distancely with long distance with loved ones, um, how to be more creative in terms of this particular isolation. So. I think the, the the expectations are always going to be a challenge. And I think anytime we have expectations, we're obviously not living in the moment. So it needs, again, to say, how about mindfulness? How about some stress reduction techniques? How about ex- learning acceptance? But also, how about making these new technologies and new things that we learned more a part of our day-to-day event? Because we're not going to be able to change that which we can't change, which is our loved one's health. Uh, so we need to change our response to it. Well, you know, I, I, I think that's very useful and an optimistic view because we do have new tools in the toolbox. Uh, the ability to get on camera, the comfort level, using even just FaceTime on a phone, but certainly even on a computer, on a larger screen, being able to use a Zoom call. We didn't think about that. We, that seemed very, very difficult. That was what businesses do. Um, and now all of us do it. So to me, that's 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 a bonus of COVID, an unexpected bonus, even though it doesn't always feel like it today while we're all on Zoom calls. No, look it's how much, uh, yeah, go ahead. You mentioned how much we've learned. 
uh, that technology has been around for a long time. Uh, and, and suddenly it's become commonplace for folks, no matter where they are, as long as they have Internet, which is in some ways now the divider in society. If you don't have Internet access, uh, you don't have FaceTime or Showtime or my time or your time or Zoom. True. When Carol says optimistic, it's, uh, I am really, I'm not, I, I'm a little cynical. I, I don't know how to describe myself. Am I a cockeyed optimist? Uh, maybe a little bit. And so in this respect, but I don't see it as much as optimism as I see it as practicing gratitude and that the gratitude for, you know, what did I learn during this challenge this is was emotional sort of isolation right which it shouldn't have been it should have been social distancing but i'm good at emotional isolation quote unquote and social distancing if i'm a caregiver but so what do i have to be grateful for today it's exactly what you said carol i guess i have to be grateful that i'm now an executive producer i can get my family all over the country together do something creative in behalf of my loved one maybe take some of that weight that, that baggage off my back a little bit more technologically and also reach out for my own self and realize that I learned about mental health being important for the world, but I need to know about mental health for myself. So between the gratitude of connecting outward and between taking care of yourself, maybe there'll be a renaissance of better health for caregivers if we have gratitude and live in the moment. Let me uh, suggest for those who just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. We come to you every week with a topic that Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zerniel, and me, Ron Aaron, kick around. We hope you find them interesting and uh, certainly stimulating. Uh, today, we're talking about uh, what happens when the world opens up, but for caregivers, it may not. And, and Carol, you talk to a lot of caregivers in, in what you do. Uh, are they aware of uh, the situation as it uh, pertains to people outside of their home? They know it's going to open up for folks who have been sequestered. Well, I think some of them are like leading the charge. They're so ready to get out. But, you know, it, it depends on the age groups, right? Um, we're just now starting to open up vaccinations for folks uh, that are not 65 and older. Uh, and this is going to impact, you know, it means more caregivers will be actually be getting vaccinated. You know, I, I think the, the opportunity besides the technology that Jamie was talking about is to rediscover relationships, whether it's a relationship with someone who, you know, comes into your home and takes care of your loved one that couldn't work during COVID, or it's, you know, um, reconnecting relationships with folks anywhere because of the technology. Um, you know, I know I've talked to some folks that I hadn't talked to in years, and they were sitting at home and, and called me up. And, and so there's, there's opportunities to be purposeful in reconnecting with others which also goes back to filling up bank accounts. It does. Uh, but let me explain to you, I guess, because I'm guilty here of what I always tell people that not to do. And that is, I agree with the technology. I agree with the gratitude. And I think this is a new renaissance that we can look forward to. However, I also don't want to delve into the world. What, you know, you've heard it from me, toxic positivity, right? I don't want to be that way. I want to be able to hear and feel and start where the caregiver is at that you just described. And so I do think, you know, in that emotional wellness and that bank account that we build up that we talked about last week, and we'll talk about every week, I do think it's, it's a good time to get a therapist, a good time to process this with a safe person, the reentry, how people are going to be able to live lives that maybe you can't, how creative and resourceful can I be? Um, why am I feeling this way? I think it's a great time not to get toxically positive and say, okay, 
you learned a lot. You go, go pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's also a good time for us to get in touch with ourselves. These are real feelings. These are real disappointments. And this could be real grief work. And they may be able to accept vis-a-vis that type of work. So are we going to, as a group, have a little bit of PTSD from the COVID experience? Oh, we will. Oh, we do. And we are. And let me tell you what, and hopefully we're resilient enough in our childhood PTSD that we've resolved or not resolved, but we will definitely see these aftershocks and these issues will come to our minds. They'll manifest themselves in sleep. They'll manifest themselves in relationships of agitation with others. And I think it's, it's a good time for all of us to find a safe place and process these issues. It truly is. Now, some therapists are using uh, telehealth as a way to uh, manage their practice. Uh, as a therapist, do you get the kind of feedback you need uh, when you're watching someone on a screen versus in your office? You know, I really want to say this clearly to everybody. Telehealth obviously is a great way to access uh, behavioral health. However, I do believe you need to feel safe. And to feel safe, we need to be socially regulated and connect with somebody. So to answer your question directly, long-term therapy patients I've seen for years, it's effective. They know who I am. I know who they are. And that's, it'll work. New patients to connect and bond and stay in the treatment process, it's truly problematic. And I think we need to get back to more face-to-face and really be in the energy of each other. That's a good point. Now, are folks afraid to go into an office? They are. And I think they should ask the necessary questions about vaccinations, about social distancing. Maybe there's an outside. I have an office that I sometimes use with patients as an outside patio area. Um, There's ways to do this. And if the therapists themselves can see the value of social regulation and safety and being face to face, I think the patient should ask the natural questions that will keep them safe. Got to stop you right there. Thankfully, Carol was watching the clock. Thank you for joining us on Take 10. For Carol Zerniel and Dr. Jamie Heisman, I'm Ron Aaron.